Welcome to Brand Story, Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week, we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Joining us today on Brand Story, Inc. is Courtney Horowitz, the head of brand and content marketing at Vimeo, where she leads various teams that amplify the spirit of the Vimeo brand. In this role, Courtney's responsible for building a thoughtful content strategy that inspires, entertains, and educates the Vimeo community on the latest and greatest happenings, while spotlighting the incredible breadth of creators using Vimeo to share their stories with the world. Courtney's held various creative content roles at Hulu and NBC Universal prior to joining Vimeo in 2012, and we're excited to have her here today. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited because uh, we at Teamworks are big users of Vimeo, and I'm excited to dive in for our content studio execs out there because I think, like me, most content studio execs know the Vimeo brand. They know it as a high-quality video hosting, sharing, services platform for content creators. But I thought our goal today with this would really be to equip our listeners with some new ways to think about Vimeo that might be able to help their businesses by engaging more, better, or even new audiences with their content. So, but first, I, I doing the homework for this. Your company's origin story, I love, as it's like most great success stories. It was a solution to a, a then pressing problem, and I'd love for you to explain it. Yeah, sure. So, you know, our origin story is really just you know friends who wanted to share high quality videos with each other at the end of the day, and you know, and then they built this amazing organic word of mouth community of creators who jumped in and it really just like evolved from there. And, you know, we were the first video sharing site to offer um, HD content and quality has really been a hallmark attribute of, of our brand from, from the beginning. And not only did we invest in, you know, in our community and, and grow organically from there. But, you know, we really cared about technology from, from day one and how our creators work was displayed no matter where anyone watched it. So anyway, back to your, your goal of the day for your audience. It's no secret video is the most powerful medium we have for staying connected, especially now. Um, and, you know, video is vital for any business and it's really the most, I think powerful medium that that we have today for human expression at scale. So really, you know, what we want to unlock at Vimeo is just breaking down the barriers for for any anyone, any individual, any business um, to succeed with with video. Well, I mean, you mentioned that. I think Vimeo has uh, read over 200 million members across 150 countries. And I'm, but, but yet I'm guessing at the barbecues when you used to do that kind of thing and be able to go out and socialize, uh, the number one question you'd get from folks not familiar with Vimeo is how it differs from YouTube. So let's start with that. Sure, sure. So, you know, everyone compares us, but really we're, we're not a competitor. We see them as a partner. Um, you can actually publish your video um, from Vimeo directly to your YouTube page, you know, along with other major social platforms. And, you know, at a high level, I, the way I like to explain it is, you know, Vimeo focuses on people behind the camera and YouTube kind of prioritizes the audiences and, mm. and what happens in front of the camera. I love and, that framework. Yeah. And, you know, 
they're ad supported, they're monetized by views, you know, they're truly like another social platform that's that's dedicated to video, you know, kind of how TikTok is exploding right now um, and has been for the last few years. But yeah, and Vimeo's ad free. We're a SaaS model. Um, there are a lot of, you know, major differences there and really kind of what we're building towards is to um, give everyone tools to kind of execute like a start to finish like video marketing strategy Mm -hmm. and everything from like inspiring you on what to make um engaging your audiences along the way and then and everything from kind of like optimizing the distribution and your efforts um through insights and, and analytics so i'm excited to dig in on that in a second but i think with with all guests i don't like to make assumptions for our audience so we'll start at the core. You mentioned Vimeo is a SaaS or software as a service business model. Explain yep. to our listeners how Vimeo makes money so we have context. Sure. So we have um, different subscription tiers, um, plus pro business, premium and enterprise. And with each tier, you unlock more storage, more team members, more customized um creation and collaboration tools and with premium and above you have the ability to do uh professional live streaming as well okay great well you just touched on how um, and i thought that was interesting too right you touched on how you don't look at youtube as a competitor and in fact uh you are have tools to allow you to upload right to youtube along with every other social media platform of note so as it relates to that, of kind of um, as you position the product as a, as a creative's tool to connect and embed on all these different video-based social media platforms, explain to us how Vimeo can help a content business succeed with video and social platforms as opposed to, say, uploading natively on those platforms. Sure, sure. So back in February of this year, we launched um, a video creation tool um, called Vimeo Create. And... Um, actually, in, in 2019, just a year ago, we acquired, you know, the best video creation app on the market called Magisto, a company based in Israel, um, and all their, you know, learnings and technology behind, you know, a video creation product was put into Vimeo Create, hmm. um, which was really um, an exciting time for us, you know, you know, just launching in February, having a tool that, you know, allows you to kind of create videos at home, create videos while production's halted, create videos, you know, for, for businesses that don't really have, you know, the time, the money or the know-how, um, this, this tool really kind of allows anyone to kind of, you know, choose, um, professionally designed templates tailored to your, your business vertical. Um, we have the, you have the ability to kind of add your own footage and stock images if you mm-hmm. don't have your own footage and videos and music tracks and then and then ultimately customize it with your own like logo and branding and then you know the reason why we got into this is you know we we know that you know having your videos everywhere is is critical mm-hmm. and you know especially social media it's like it's almost like table stakes at this point like just right. like having a, a website 20 years ago was um having video for your brand and is is critical and especially on social media if you're not making you know videos at scale you know and you have that one you know that one about us video and maybe one other one you know it gets stale especially mm-hmm. on social and like and 
you know, 75% of video views on Facebook happen within the first four days. And, you know, if you think about that, it's like, okay, every business and brand now needs to effectively turn into like a media brand, right? Yes. Yes, I love it. Thank you. That's like the opening of brand story. It's why we're doing this. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, you look on any, you know, you look at like Warby Barker's Facebook page and they're making a video a day, you know, like that's an eyeglass company. Like everyone needs to be doing this, but you know, not everyone has the tools to do it. So that's kind of where we're at. And we actually ran this study that you would love, um, only, you know, it was with small businesses and only like 22% of businesses believe that they, you know, they're using enough video. And then 96% of them said that if they created more video, their business would be more successful. Hmm. So it's like, they, they know they need to make it, but they're not necessarily doing it enough, you know? Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's kind of like the one of the existential challenges that we have in our in our business at, at Teamworks Media, I have those conversations all the time. And I think it, depending on the size of the company, it, it varies, right? But I mean, especially small to mid-size, they, it's just this notion of investment. Like you just using right. those statistics, right? Just the statistics you just said, it's like, it's self-evident. Then create right. more compelling content, right? Continue to do it, right? And then they know they need to do it. But yet I, I also think... Um, at the large companies, it's a, especially with the pandemic, you've got budget control issues. It's the first yeah. things to get cut. And at smaller companies, there's this element of like, will it really work? Really? Like, how long is it going to take? And if you don't see yeah. results in the first 60, 90, 120 days, we see companies just give up. And it's 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 kind of like it's the long game, right? I mean, and you talk yeah. about social, <clears throat> you talk about social media. I, I find it interesting, like five years ago, if I went back in the time machine, I'd be surprised at how much we're talking about email marketing, right? I feel like, oh, it's, had, yeah. I feel like it's had a bit of a comeback in the last couple of years, and in particular think, since Facebook in particular and others have, have really made getting access to the consumers so challenging. Email has kind of elevated that role. And I, I wanted to go there with you because as a content studio business model darling in the couple of years, uh, the last couple of years, uh, email marketing with Vimeo is a powerful part of your equation. I- explain how. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, currently our today, like our business and premium members have access to a suite of like video, what we call video interaction tools. Um, and the ability to capture email is one of them. Um, you can capture an email before the video starts, during, or or even and after, like in the end card. So um, we also are thinking about this a lot. We actually have a few things coming out this year um, and early next to really focus on, because so much of video marketing, it's not just social. It, mm-hmm. Email is a huge, huge part of that. Um, so there, there is a lot more we are going to be investing in um and integrations to make everyone you know video video and email um experience better yeah i mean that's it's so key right like we all get those email newsletters and we'll talk about that in in, in a little bit but it's just like I'm the same way. It's like, okay, I've got 10 emails in the morning and it's like, if I have to then like down, right click download to even see a video, it's like, I'm out. Right. right. So like the, the totally. band's hard. I'm, I'm curious, what are you and your colleagues at Vimeo seeing in terms of how content workflows are changing in regards to video based on the pandemic? What's changed? 
Yeah. So, you know, since the pandemic hit, we've really, you know, a few things happened. You know, we've, we rethought our our product roadmap, um, thinking through what what are people using? How are they using our tools? You know, we've seen over 60 percent more teams um, huh. using our platform, over 100 percent more um activity on our collaboration features wow i think i think it's really you know interesting how people are adapting right now and i think you know there are some efficiencies happening right like in a world where but it's also it's also harder right like especially when you're working with teams and you're giving feedback and collaboration there's a lot of times you know creative directors are you know, in the edit bay and kind of giving notes in real time. And then, you know, with the absence of that, you know, it's really hard to, for an editor to, to be going through what sometimes we call like a Christmas tree of, of notes, you know, like my notes in blue, mine in red, yeah. you know, like a never ending thread. I don't know what you're talking about. We've never seen those. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so, so, so what we have is this tool, this video review tool where you can kind of give notes on a video um, and, in this in in the time code right and mm-hmm. like, there's a video on one side and you're no, and like all the comments on the other um so yeah there there's a lot i love that feature i saw that i mean i feel like it's in and uh, it's tailor-made for like this virtual producer director creative video editor workflow right just exactly that which is it's a hundred percent um, increases is, is, is remarkable though. I mean, I'm curious, how are you at Vimeo? How are you guys changing your thought process now that you're looking at these virtual workforces that are virtual collaboration? I mean, you had some of the tools in place, but now, now that we're kind of in this new world order, how does it change yeah. Vimeo's perspective? Yeah. I mean, you know, our, our team is definitely, you know, rethinking content for sure. Right. Like mm-hmm. we have, um, you know, we, we do shoots, we, but we're also like creating our own kind of like templates and how we're trying to scale video right now. We actually have a team in the office putting on a virtual event, um, for our, uh, OTT audience and, and kind of doing a full day educational event, um, with a ton of awesome speakers and, you know, all wearing masks and doing, you know, behind the scenes mm-hmm. content. So we're, we're trying to get some of that, you know, life back because it's hard to kind of just just be remote mm-hmm. and creating content, you know, from home. But it's also doable, right? Like you can send kits and you can send different things to people that you're interviewing. And, you know, while I think everyone is feeling that, you know, Zoom fatigue and overseeing boxes and <laughs> in frame, um, I think there's there's really interesting creative ways that you can get around it. And I don't while while there's definite limitations, I think now's the time to explore different tools and and things that you know you maybe didn't have time to do before because you were you know still doing the same what you thought you had to do and you know straight to camera q and a video like on set, you know I think now's the time to to mix it up and experiment with other things that you may not have had to think of before. Well, so, so let's go there. You've got a smart audience of, of growth learners listening in on this, all with the commonality of being at various executive levels within either the brand content studio or media publisher content studios or even agencies. So how should they be thinking about Vimeo or how would you like them to be thinking about Vimeo? 
Sure. So I, I would say think of us as your video toolkit where you can kind of get inspired with ideas for videos where you can create them, where you can market them across the web, and then you can measure them and impact, um, you know, what their impact in kind of one seamless workflow. Um, and, and really just like the three areas that we're focused on this year. I mean, we're doing a lot, so many, so many things, but you know, so kind of recapping what I've, what I've mentioned, social video creation at scale, you know, mm-hmm. really just the DIY tool to let, let people to let people make their own, their own videos, um, at a, at a high pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, really have a full video marketing suite and like just tools to execute their like start to finish marketing video marketing strategy. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but when you publish the social directly to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, you can actually see those analytics coming back in one full view, which Mm -hmm. I, you know, aggregate of third party. Cause you know, what works on LinkedIn doesn't, necessarily work on Twitter. And I think, you know, once you become smarter about where to put your content and what, what it looks like after, I think it kind of optimizes your plan going forward. Um, and then video for teams and enterprises is something we were already focused on. Um, and now I think is, is more critical than ever, you know, especially how, how many people are, you know, collaborating mm-hmm. now that, that we're in quarantine, but also, the enterprises, enterprise companies, how the amount of people that are doing internal comms live on live stream is, is in, incredible, right? Like yep. so many, so many senior, senior execs need to kind of be sharing up to date information with, with their company. So there's a lot of communication happening there with video. Um, so yeah, so yeah there, you just touched on, you just touched on a couple of best best practices, which is bleeding into where I wanted to go next, right? You have several best practices and case studies on your website at Vimeo.com. It's it's really um, clean user experience. I'm curious as to what are some of the best practices or case studies you think all Brand Story Inc. listeners should pay attention to as models that you point to that are kind of best in class branded content. Yeah, sure. So so I think you know there's the only there's the always on strategy that I think everyone should kind of be thinking about, right? The seasonality, the product launches, the educational stuff that kind of in my mind should just be the baseline. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when there's moments in time, it's like, how does our brand show up right in a world that is so different? Um, So for us, you know, when, when COVID hit back in March, we launched this content series called Stories in Place, um, where we gave um, a call out to our creators to submit to tell a story about how a small business is adapting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we gave a grant to the filmmaker and 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 the business that they selected to tell the feature on. Um, and we have eight incredible stories told in all of these different formats from our creators that really like shine a light on on these businesses so you know really twofold right like production was put to a halt we had a a ton of creators that you know needed to to be making things and then we have all these small businesses that we're reaching that we're trying to reach and want to make them aware of how they can kind of grow with with vimeo and it's just i think as much as like you know 
these businesses are adapting, I think even big, big businesses and, and content teams and, and everyone should be thinking about how, how can we adapt right now? How, how can we get our brand message and values out in a way that is different than what we're used to? Um, and that's kind of one that, that we kind of pointed to. And then we were in the middle of a different series called small, small business shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, and one we, we shot pre COVID one was like in the middle where like half the country was shut down and our team was like debating, do we go, do we not get on a plane? And then, and then the third one was full shutdown mode. Mm -hmm. Um, but we had, uh, that business was, you know, had film filmmaking abilities. So they kind of were able to set up. So it was really interesting that, you know, even if you're in the middle of a project, like, is there a way that you can kind of still finish it out without waiting for that, you know, the world to, to get back. Yeah. To I, really, I really liked you had one on there and people should check it out. It was uh, a teen beauty boss. Um, yeah. Uh, which was this uh, young woman named Zandra Cunningham. And, and what I liked about it is you, you did a really cool story on, um, how she built this company, which is 10 years old. And then you kind of just dug deep on the site. The way you surrounded it was then you kind of peeled it back and she started sharing how she uses your product, right? It was great content marketing. I'm, I'm pandering yeah. to my audience here since you oversee <laughs> this, but it was really well done because it was, here's a really compelling story, right? In and of itself yeah. about her business. Okay, then adjacent to that is here's how she's using your product to help her business of what you just featured her. Right. And then here's like, it was really neat how you guys kind of put those different pieces together. Um, I looked at it through a couple different lenses, right? Like there's the video yeah. storytelling, there was the tools that you had. So I highly recommend uh, folks check it out on Vimeo.com. Yeah. It's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Her story is so incredible. She basically like wanted to was like obsessed with um lip lip gloss and like wanted to wanted to buy a new one a day and, and basically her dad just said no after after she kept asking after a while and she was like all right i'll just make my own you know, like and it's just so incredible and her kind of like beauty empire grew from that yeah. um but yes yeah, it's just an amazing story and then i think it what was key is like having your customers tell your story for yes. you um, I think is really powerful, right? There's no better in my mind, no better marketing than someone kind of walking you, someone else who's like you or go and kind of not like you, but goes through the similar, you know, yep. challenges and then can walk you through a product, um, I think is really a human really authentic way to, to do marketing. Well, I love that. I mean, it's, it's, we could do an entire separate podcast on your <laughs> content marketing because the way that you have things like staff pick, staff pick, you know, like different categories of yeah. your company picking best in class video by subject matter. And I found myself rabbit holing there because it's kind of like, oh, this isn't, this is like good, creative, inspiring content. And you're like, oh my gosh, wait a second. This is actually content marketing, right? And like to show off their product. And it's, that's, that's, that's the best kind, right? Where you're getting value and it's not like some type of sleight of hand trick. It's full frontal. Here it is. Here's how we're doing it. Here's how you can use it, right? So, exactly. Very cool. So I think one of the most popular topics we've had in the last, several months here uh, in Q3, heading into Q4 of, uh, and now in uh, Q4 of 2020 is OTT and connected TV, right? And so I'd love for you 
to explain how Vimeo, uh, how content execs can look at Vimeo as an asset in our brave, not so new OTT world. You have some specific apps that are empowering content creators for these platforms, and I'd love you to shed some light on that. Yeah. Um, so we um, have the ability with Vimeo OTT to transform anyone's video content um, into like a full scale subscription service, which is, you know, if you think we kind of like say like a white label Netflix mm-hmm. for niche channels, um, which is which is really something that we are so proud to be powering like thousands of OTT subscription services who've, who've you know, collectively attracted over millions of subscribers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really interesting right now because, you know, we're seeing some verticals pop up that, you know, that we're able to kind of keep their business going through OTT in particular, you know, fitness clients are exploding, mm-hmm. you know, with everyone's, you know, studios shut down. Um, and just like being at a company that's able to kind of like help keep these businesses going at a time like right now mm-hmm. is, is really kind of so meaningful and, and nice to see, but, you know, and also just, how they are figuring it out, right? Like how they're going virtual and how they're kind of setting up, you know, with very small teams um, and, and really finding an audience, you know, I think so much um, emphasis is on, you know, the major streaming players, which, you know, are, are so great for the mass consumption of content, but there's so many niche um, players out there that are able to, to gather and garner an audience you know, from all their work that they've done on, you know, YouTube and Instagram and all these other places where they're giving free content and then kind of like converting that like loyal audience into kind of a subscription service is, is really exciting for, for us to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm your target audience there, right? I mean, I think in doing homework for this podcast, I wasn't aware that you guys had those tools, right? And, and I think one of the most common conversations we're a content agency and we have tons of archival content, you know, stuff that we own, stuff that we've created for others. And this notion, like, it, I don't need to tell you, it's just kind of like wild west out there of these OTT yeah. players all wanting, if you've got a library of content, like they want to talk to you. And I, I wasn't even thinking Vimeo in terms of a conduit to kind of OTT solutions. In my mind, I'm a non-tech person. I am thinking OTT equals scary and how do you connect pipes and how much is this going to cost and technical efficiencies and all that kind of stuff. And so it was fascinating to see how ingrained you guys are in that game. So super cool for me. Yeah. About that. Yeah. And, and we have, um, this, this event, I think I mentioned it already, but, uh, Streamio and you'll be able to watch it on demand. I'll send you a link after, but it's really kind of, a lot of our, our customers and, and kind of, um, you know, our CEO and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an, ex- an exec from uh, Netflix and Marvel kind of just kind of best practices for, for the all the players out there. Awesome. So. We'll, we'll share that on the on the digital hub as well. And so now we get to, to segue into the, the fun personal part for you, Courtney, on the home stretch here. So Morning Must fess up yeah. on some of your key social media followers who you let in from an email newsletter perspective and your secret sauce sources of intel to stay on top of all things video content yes um great question i love this so <laughs> i would say 
inter- internet culture, um, Taylor Lorenz at the New York Times is, is basically their like internet culture reporter mm-hmm. and is like always breaking really interesting news coming from uh, social platforms and just just really uh, entertaining stuff for, for mm-hmm. me. And then for news, uh, Jessica Yellen, I think she was a former CNN reporter who is now kind of, you know, an independent reporter and she does everything on Instagram and her whole thing is news, not noise. And it's like unbiased reporting. That's just really, you know, with so much news out there that's flooding everyone's feed and TVs. I just like get my quick updates from this one Instagram account that has really (laughs) been great for me and then industry you know i see our parent company sends out like a curated newsletter every morning that has has um kind of everything in that we would need to know and then product and tech i love product hunt do you do Hmm, you use no so it has it's like it's basically you have the ability for the community on product hunt to like upvote interesting products and that's kind of how i hear about new things that are are coming up that are interesting Awesome. And what platform? Product Hunt. Best way to find Product- them. Oh, on online? Yeah. Or what yeah, I just I mean I get I get their emails. Okay. Product Hunt. Yeah. And they do like a roundup of what's been like upvoted awesome. recently. All right, and I don't know if you have time for this right now. I know you got some kids and and a lot of life <laughs> going on, but with our final thing is bedside book stand. What books are what books are you currently reading for fun? Yeah, so I like to divide up what I what I read. I'm, I'm more into Audible subscription okay. audiobook, um, just for walks and this and that. But I have like my fun life books, books for trying to be a better parent, and <laughs> and then one ones for like being better leader and manager. So uh, fun life, I would say right now I have. And I like to start like a bunch of them all at once because that's just, you know, how I (laughs) I consume content. Uh, But Becoming, Michelle Obama's book, um, Essentialism, Greg McCohen. I don't know if you know heard of this, but it's really helpful, kind of really. I don't know that one. What is it? What is essentialism? Make you just think about what's essential, really. (laughs) But and trying to not. Uh, do too many things and say no to some things. So, yeah, see, Courtney, is- this is my poor man's Goodreads. Like, you could use the <laughs> algorithm. I just get podcast guests and I just this, uh, to get to this answer and write all Love these it. down. So, Love it. Um, and then it, there's this book called Great Teams, which is like just a ton of a ton of sports analogies. Um, Don Yeager is yeah. the author, mm-hmm. um, which I love because I played sports growing up. So, Nice. I think so much of what you, what, what as a leader in, in the work world is super, definitely translated from my life being uh, on a team. Oh, awesome. Well, Courtney Horitz, thank you so much. Head of brand and content marketing at Vimeo. Uh, appreciate you pulling the curtain back on, on a company that I think a lot of us in the content business know, but we don't really fully know. So hopefully we crack that door open a little bit more for the content studio execs out there. And we really appreciate you sharing your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Thanks for listening to Brand Story Inc. 
We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Sharman and on LinkedIn.